Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi listeners, this is Peter Hunt again in the Proper Lookout with this week's episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. I have with me today one of our up-and-coming lawyers, Catherine Teague. Hi, Kat. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm very well. So tell me how you came to be at um, McCabe Kerwood. Um, well, Peter, born and bred in now on the south coast of New South Wales. I then moved to Wollongong for university. I commenced employment as personal injury paralegal for a medium-sized law firm before commencing employment as a junior lawyer working in state-based workers' compensation. I thought the time was then right to join the dark side and... Oh, steady on. <laughs> um, and I accepted a position with McCabe Kerwood working in the CTP team and I'm thoroughly enjoying my time here. <laughs> I really needed to um, pull you up on the dark side remark. <laughs> We're clearly the side of goodness and light here on the insurance side of, of the fence, but anyway, let's let that pass. <laughs> so I have a question for you. If you could pick a TV or a movie character who best exemplified who you are, who you want to be, who would you choose? So I have had a think about this one and I definitely think that Aaron Brockovich um, mm. and Elle Woods from Legally Blonde definitely align with me in my career journey They're so far. very different. <laughs> they are, but, Peter, they both were faced with uh, different adversities similar to my own. So in terms of my own experience and my journey so far, I was the first person in my family to go to university and high school wow. and finish high school. Um, that's that resonates with me because my wife has the same story, oh, the, same, the same origin story as you do. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I definitely see myself aligning with those characters quite well and look, and here I am right now. Excellent, and you're doing very well. Thanks you're also God. one of our, our cantours, which is um, also to your credit. It is. I am definitely yeah. facing an adversity with that one, <laughs> <laughs> running 10 kilometres, so um, wish me luck. I do wish you luck. So there's a more serious topic on today's podcast. Listeners may have seen a case note published last week by uh, Lily Barbutis about the case of, we think it's pronounced Air, Air and mm-hmm. Swan. And um, Catherine's going to tell us a bit about that case now. So Aaron Swan relates to a motor vehicle accident that occurred on the 18th of June 2012 in Port Macquarie. The subject road that the vehicles were travelling on had a speed limit of 50 kilometres per hour. The accident occurred when the defendant attempted to make a right-hand turn into a driveway. And at the same time, a car and a motorcycle driven by the plaintiff were travelling in the opposite direction. The plaintiff was travelling directly behind the car and thus the defendant's view of the plaintiff was obstructed. The defendant commenced turning right without coming to a complete stop and at the same time the plaintiff increased his speed, passing the car on the side. Consequently, the plaintiff collided with the back passenger side of the defendant's vehicle, sustaining injury to his left leg and knee. The plaintiff subsequently initiated proceedings in the district court, claiming his injuries were caused by the defendant's negligent driving. The accident was captured on CCTV footage and illustrated the plaintiff approached the defendant's vehicle at about 100 to 120 kilometres per hour and the speed on impact was 70 kilometres per hour. The trial judge found the defendant was liable, however assessed 50% for contributory negligence and the defendant appealed the trial judge's findings. 
The Court of Appeal accepted the plaintiff was travelling in excess of 100 kilometres per hour and the majority upheld the trial judge's findings that the defendant was liable for the accident as she should have taken the small precaution of slowing down in order to have a full view of both lanes. The majority on the bench increased the level of contributory negligence to 80% as per the case of Podrobaresk and Australian Iron and Steel. Apologies if I have butchered that case name. I think you may have, but everyone does. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) The majority found that the motorcyclist faces a greater risk of harm relative to the driver of a car, and it is this harm against which contributory negligence of the plaintiff is to be assessed. Very good. This is a really interesting case I found. Just to give some background, when I was first starting out as a junior lawyer back in the day, the predominant issue when it came to assessing contribuneg in these kind of cases was the fact that the driver of the vehicle, the motor vehicle, was controlling a a lethal weapon. So the theory was that that person has to be very careful in order not to cause injury to people who are more vulnerable, such as pedestrians, cyclists, and relevant to this case, the motorcyclist. But then, but a short time ago, there was a series of cases which did away with the lethal weapon test to some extent and replaced it with more of a test regarding the equal culpability of both parties to the accident. I'll leave the case notes on the website, but they're Borrow Bricks and Cosmetis, TNX Company and Chivas, and Steen and uh, Senton. But this case seems to take it even a bit further, which I find really fascinating because there's more weight placed on the fact that the motorcyclist was vulnerable and could suffer serious harm in a motor accident. And a great deal of weight was put on on that issue rather than the equal carelessness of the parties or the respective carelessness, I should say, and even less weight to the fact that the driver of the motor vehicle was controlling a lethal weapon. So I found it very interesting. If any of our listeners has any insight into this progression, I'd be interested to hear it. But that's certainly our take on this case. The other major issue, of course, is the implications when it comes to Maya. It's very stark in this matter because the trial judge found 50% contributing and the Court of Appeal found 80%. So taking it from a a person who's not mostly at fault to one who, who would be under the new scheme. So interesting implications. So thanks very much, Catherine, for your input today. And Peter for your analysis. And thank you, listeners, for your time. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. And until next time, we'll be back in the proper lookout next week. Very good. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.